there's a lot of misconceptions surrounding the vegetarian diet. The most important part of becoming a vegetarian is having the correct information before you do so. I'm excited about today's episode because about 3% of Americans are vegetarians, but what you don't know about being a vegetarian could actually hurt you. This is Spot On, a health and wellness podcast for college students, soon to be college students or anyone that knows a college student. Spot On breaks through the latest health and wellness information hijacked from media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji Blake. I am a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition in You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. You know, vegetarian diets seem to be all you're hearing in, on social media and in, in mainstream media. So why don't you pour yourself some almond milk and let's go to the streets and see what Joe and Joseph on the streets feels about vegetarian diets. I think a vegetarian diet is great if you're able to still balance what you eat and making sure you're getting all of your nutrients. I feel like when you tell someone you're a vegetarian, like the first thing they say is like, oh, like how are you making sure you're getting enough protein if you're not eating any meat? But I think a lot of people just don't realize that it's actually fairly easy to get a lot of protein in your diet. Um, I think vegetarian diets are good for the body first and foremost. Um, I know that I feel, and like I've heard other people have this experience, they just feel lighter, not as tired, not as heavy, like more capable. I completely, totally respect and understand everyone who um, makes that choice, even though it's not one I would probably make for myself. I think it's a, a good way to live a healthy lifestyle um, by your own terms. I feel like it's really hard for vegetarians to um, find like things that are only vegetarian, like when they go out to eat. I typically eat meat because I use it as a source of protein and I don't think that I would really get it any other way. I feel like we are supposed to be carnivores but I think it's people's own life decision. A vegetarian diet is important for uh, for proper digestion and is good for the environment and if you cook cauliflower well it tastes pretty good. I was a vegetarian for seven years and I think the most important Part of becoming a vegetarian is having the correct information before you do so. I became anemic about five years in, but I do think that it's a really good diet if you know how to cook and you know what's important for your body. So you want to be a vegetarian? Well, let's listen first and see the ins and outs of being a vegetarian. And, you know, I just want to tell you that before we start uh, this episode, I introduce my fabulous guest here. You know, I, I always try to, like, get into the mood. So I just want to tell you that I just had lunch. It was a bean salad lunch. Hello. And in the studio, I have littered all over the studio these cracked roasted chickpea peppercorn snacks and everything. So everything is going veg- vegetarian today. So I, it, the vegetarian's in, the, in my body, and I'm looking at it. So I'm feeling very plant-based right now. And with that said, I have the plant-based guru on the phone here from um, California. Her name is Sharon Palmer. Uh, sh- she has a master's degree and she's a registered dietitian nutritionist and she calls herself the plant-powered 
dietitian, which I actually absolutely love. And let me tell you, this woman is very busy. She has authored over uh, five, 950 articles in so many publications, such as Better Homes and, and Gardens, Prevention LA, Times, on plant-based diets. Her book, The Plant-Powered Diet, The Lifelong Eating Plan for Achieving Optimal Health, beginning today. I love it. And she's got another uh, rock star um, book coming out, right? one that she put out in 2014, and I'm sure she has another one coming out because there's always somebody coming out. She blogs a daily to, get ready for this, 170,000 um, members who are listening to her words of wisdom. And so I'm so happy to welcome Sharon Palmer to Spot On. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Hi, it's so great to be here. Oh, so it's great to have you on the phone. I just want to know, if you have 170,000 followers, do you have to, like, send birthday cards to them all? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, but I try to, to engage with them and chat with them online as much as I can. Okay, good, because I'm saying, my goodness gracious, I can't sleep then. All right, so <laughs> we are going to talk about vegetarian diets. But you know something? I like what you call, you, know, you love the whole title, a plant-based dietitian, but what is a plant-based diet versus a vegetarian diet? Yeah, well, you know, the true definition of a plant-based diet is a diet that focuses on plants. So that could be a lot of different diet styles. It could be even a Mediterranean diet because a Mediterranean diet, we hear so much about the health benefits of that mm -hmm. diet. Mm -hmm. It's mostly plants and the major animal food in the Mediterranean diet is fish. Right. But it's a very plant-based diet. Um, and then we have diets like vegetarian diets, which are, they exclude animal flesh, but they include things like dairy products and eggs, all the way to a vegan diet, which excludes all animal foods. So you wouldn't even eat dairy products or eggs on that kind of diet. So right. it's kind of this range of diet patterns. Right. And you know, people often say, you know, um, I, I don't, I could never do a vegetarian diet, but I'm like, uh, do you like pizza? Do you like mac and cheese? <laughs> Thank goodness peanut butter and jelly sandwiches came around in this world because that's that's really why American children have survived. And when you look at all <laughs> that, that is all, you know, vegetarian-type meals. So really, probably a lot of the meals that you like in life are vegetarian. It's just that they're – and plant-based, as you just said, Sharon – uh, which is the recommendations uh, for the dietary guidelines. But you can also have certain types of vegetarians, and I want to go through some of those um, uh, so you can explain those. So what is a vegan? So a vegan is, um, is a diet pattern that excludes all animal foods altogether. So anything that's related to an animal, which would, of course, be things like meat and poultry and fish, but would also exclude things like dairy products like milk, cheese, uh, cream, butter, and eggs. So it would be filled with only plant foods, things like whole grains, lentils, soy foods, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. And beans probably, right? Yeah, okay. beans. Right, so like they can have these chickpeas that I'm looking at. Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then there's, there's, there's many varieties here. The next one is a lacto-vegetarian, or what does that mean? What does that mean? So that would be a vegetarian that excludes animal uh, flesh, like the red meat or the chicken and fish, but they would include things, milk, lacto is milk. So that would be milk products, uh, whether it's just drinking milk or cheese, sour cream, cottage cheese, anything that was made from milk products. 
Okay, so that's when I have mac and cheese. I'm a lacto vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, look at me, Sharon. And what about an ovo <laughs> vegetarian? What what is that? So the ovo stands for eggs. Okay. So that would be a vegetarian that they're excluding all animal foods, no dairy products as well, but they will have eggs. Okay. So on Friday night when I have a vegetarian or well, vegetable omelet, I'm an ovo vegetarian. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then if I a lacto ovo vegetarian would be what? And that would be a vegetarian that doesn't want to eat any animal flesh such as meat, poultry, or fish, but they're including things like dairy products, milk, cheese, that kind of thing, and eggs. And that's kind of the most common of the vegetarian diet patterns is this um, is the lacto-ovo vegetarian. Okay, so that's the one where you can have eggs and dairy uh, and mostly and vegetables and grains. So that means I have my omelet, my vegetable omelet, now I'm adding cheese to it. Mm-hmm, okay. exactly. Okay, and then there's a pescatarian. Now, what the heck is a pescatarian? Well, the pesca part of that word means fish. So that is a vegetarian that, that they don't have any other animal flesh except for fish. So they don't eat red meat, they don't eat poultry, but they will have fish. And, and then it's pretty much a vegetarian diet on top of that. So they'll also include eggs and cheese typically. But it's important to note that even all these diets we're talking about, People can have their own version of it. Like you'll find uh, pescatarians that don't eat dairy products. Right. Okay. So they, you know, they they can have their own little tweak on it. But that's generally what it means. Right. Okay. So when I'm having my tuna fish sandwich, I'm a pescatarian for that meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then the last one, which I cracks me up when I was looking it up, it's called a semi-vegetarian. So Sharon, what is a semi-vegetarian? <laughs> Yeah, this this is actually a growing trend, and this is it's also called flexitarian. It's it's this eating pattern where you're not a you don't want to be called or pinned down to to become a total vegetarian, but you're trying to really eat more and more plant based meals. Like maybe some people, um, you know, they're about eighty percent eating plant based, and the other twenty percent is animal food. Uh, it doesn't have to be an exact formula, but it's this idea where you're really eating almost a vegetarian diet, but you don't want to 100% um, say that you're a vegetarian. So really, when you look at the my plate, and we've talked about that before in other episodes, and we're going to put up we're going to put up a picture of um, the my plate up on the uh, spot on Facebook page. That it that would be like a semi vegetarian, and then I also have a picture of a vegetarian my plate. I'm going to put them side by side because you're right, Sharon. There's very a lot of similarities to it, and the my plate wants you to have less meat or, and fish and poultry, and then the vegetarian plate that I'm going to show up, which is uh, quite quite clever, just doesn't have any animal products going to it. it has like beans mm-hmm. and fish and things like that. So we'll show we'll show them, but pretty much. So really, you know, depending on the meal, depending on my mood, depending on the day, I could be uh, all these wonderful vegetarians. And what's mm-hmm. a, if I do that, what are the health benefits? So the, there's quite a bit of research that shows that people that eat a more plant-based diet have lots of health benefits, mostly related to heart health, um, lower weight, you know, a, a healthier weight range, and lower risk of diabetes, even certain types of cancer. So there are a lot of health benefits associated with eating this way. And that's because it's so rich in the fruits and the vegetables and the whole grains, and then in less of the maybe saturated fat that may come from fatty meats and cheese and things like that? 
That's exactly right. And what I like to point out is that sometimes it's really not about what you're not eating, but it's what you are eating. Right. Because you pointed out the, the my plate. When you, eat, when you see that beautiful plate filled with fruits and vegetables and whole grains and beans, then it's just uh, kind of an automatic that you can see that why there are benefits associated with eating that way. I mean, surely. I mean, if the whole plate is full of fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, you're, which are full of fiber and water, my goodness gracious, they fill you up before they fill you out. So, you know, I could see how that could cut calories at your meal by loading up that plate with fruits and vegetables. Then if you add beans on top of it, then you have really added uh, more fiber to your diet. My, my goodness, you'll be stuffed before you get halfway through the meal, So that's which is great. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. all, what I was reading, not all um, plant based diets can be healthy though, right? Because you could have a plant-based diet or vegetarian diet that is all refined carbohydrates and, you know, and maybe a lot of sugar, right? That's exactly right. Because when you think about it, sugary soda is is plant-based, right? you know, uh, chips and French fries, all these things that are a little more um, extravagant and indulgent are often plant-based. So, you know, uh, it's important to really focus on the whole minimally processed plant food, the ones we were just talking about, that plate full of whole grains and fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds um, and beans and lentils. Those are the ones that are associated with benefits. Right, right. Because when you think about it, everything in the bakery is plant-based, right? Right. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. So. <laughs> So, so you know, people will say this all the time that you know uh, uh, I'm going to be more, more plant-based foods. But when you look at what they're eating, is what you, what you had said before. If it's got, if if it's a lot of refined foods and processed foods, and everything we're, we've we've gotten away from the whole uh, you know the part about the word vegetarian that makes it so healthy. So I think that's so important for all, all of us to understand that, because I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of times here on, on college campus they'll say I want I'm going to be a vegetarian. Okay, and I'll say, well, what does that mean? I'm going to eat rice and broccoli. And I'm like, okay, uh, I like rice. I like broccoli. And even if you make that rice, brown rice and broccoli, that's not going to be a healthy diet because you're not going to be able to make all those nutrients that you need. And tell us a little bit about that, that what are some of the nutrients that that you may fall short of if you're not doing a smart vegetarian diet? Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, If you eat a really smart, well-planned vegetarian diet, you should do pretty well um, with your nutrient needs. You can get, um, if you're eating a vegetarian, lacto ovo vegetarian, you get a lot of calcium from dairy products. You can get protein from eggs, cheese, beans, lentils, all those things. Um, So the only thing you could be a little short on is B12 because even um, B12, if you're excluding all animal flesh in terms of meat, poultry, and seafood, you could be a little short. So the recommendation is to supplement with B12 a few times a week. And then if you're a total vegetarian, meaning you're vegan, then you would have to supplement every day with B12 because that's really found in animal products. Um, and then, you know, if you're doing a total vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, then you have to be make sure you're balancing your plate, getting calcium sources, and, um, you know, getting a lot of whole grains, um, beans and lentils, green leafy vegetables, those kinds of things that are rich with all the the minerals that that you need. You know, Sharon, I am so glad that you said that about vitamin B12, that if you're, even if you're having cheese and dairy a couple times a week, you still should be um, 
uh, or, or che- having cheese and dairy in your diet, you should be still su- supplementing a couple times a week with vitamin B12 because it's typically it's only found in fortified foods and animal products. I'll tell you a sad story. I I have a colleague uh, who is a registered dietitian nutritionist. Now that we're talking, knows exactly you know ins and outs of nutrients. And you know, all along she's a, a lacto uh, um, lacto avo vegetarian. So she's doing her yogurt. She's doing some eggs every so often and everything. And about ten years into it, she starts to get this tingling in her hands, and she thought, "Oh my goodness, what is going on? What's going on?" Well, long and short of it, she was getting deficient in vitamin B12, and that's used for your nerves transmission to the point where it could it could be permanently problematic that is damage is done. So I'm so glad you said that because she thought just by having yogurt and cheese, she was getting enough B12, but she wasn't. And that's why it's so important, I think, that when you're going to do this, and if you're going to go really full-fledged into this, you ought to sit down with a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and make sure that they plan it out so you know that you're meeting all the needs, or like you said, you're gonna you're going to be supplementing with certain uh, nutrients to, so that you you make sure you get everything you, you need. I agree with you. Uh, I especially for a vegan diet, I always recommend that somebody sit down with a registered dietitian um, who is familiar with that, mm-hmm. you know, with those kind of eating patterns, and just make sure you're, you know, planning out a. a nutritionally adequate diet. I mean, it's possible to eat a healthy diet, but, you know, it takes a little bit of planning. And I, I see a lot of mistakes that people make. And um, one of them is, is they're not, you know, they're just kind of eating what they feel like. And when you're eating a plant-based diet, you need to be more strategic and make sure you're covering your bases. So I, it, you're right about that. So to talk to talk about eating strategic, tell me about the protein, all right? So suppose you're not going to do the fish or you're not going to do um, uh, cheese or dairy every day. And so you're just going to do mostly, you know, plant-based foods. What about protein? Are you going to be able to get enough? You can get enough protein on a plant-based diet, but again, you have to be, you know, planning well. And what I recommend is that every meal and snack should have a source of protein, Um, If you're eating a plant-based diet and, you know, we, the higher protein sources would be things like soy food, tofu, edamame, tempeh, soy milk, um, beans and lentils, so things like garbanzo beans, chickpeas, black beans, kidney beans, uh, lentils, uh, even like split peas. Um, And then your nuts and seeds, a lot of them are high in protein, like almonds, pistachios, and peanuts. So those are some of your key sources of protein, and you want to make sure that you're including a source, you know, every meal and snack um, to make sure you're getting enough protein. And then the great thing about a plant-based diet is even whole grains are packed with protein Mm. and vegetables. Like some whole grains can have up to like five grams of protein in in a serving. When we're talking about things like cooked farro or oats, you know, when we're actually cooking whole grains. And then even your vegetables can throw in like three grams of protein right. So for a serving. So all of that is adding up too. But it's, on top of that, we need to make sure we're getting a, a protein source at each at each meal. And, and I like to recommend it snack time too. Right. 
Uh, and that's a great, it's a fabulous tip because this way it forces you to say, okay, I'm going to have a snack. Where's the protein? I'm going to have a meal. Where's the protein? And again, I'll put up the vegetarian, um, my plate up so you can see what foods are in the protein group that, that Sharon just mentioned. But I love that tip. So every time you're going to sit down and eat, you're going to think, okay, I'm going to make sure there's a protein source and this way you won't run out. Good job. Um, tell me though. All right. So you're going to get rid of cow's milk and, um, you're not going to drink that if, if, or for some people who don't want to drink that. And, you know, it, years ago, Sharon, you know this, uh, the only milk alternative was soy. You know, so you had all this dairy milk and then you had soy. Now, my goodness gracious, Sharon Palmer, I go down the milk alternative aisle here and it, I'm like blinded by the amount of plant-based milk. I mean, I'm seeing almond milk. I'm seeing rice milk. I'm seeing coconut milk. I'm seeing hemp, I'm seeing pea, I'm seeing oatmeal milk. I don't know how you milk an oatmeal, but I, that's another, another episode. <laughs> but but what? tell me about these, please. Yeah, you're spot on with the plant milk. They are so popular now, and it just, I always say, I think for every grain and nut and seed, they're making a milk out of it, and they're blending them together, too. Wow. But soy milk What is the original plant milk. It's been around for centuries it originated in china it's a, it's a traditional food there and it's the most nutrient rich of all the plant milks in fact it's almost identical to dairy milk mm. when it's fortified so i always recommend that as the number one uh plant milk because a lot of the plant milks are not very nutrient rich and i'm sure you've noticed this too in your work um you can flip over the label sometimes they have one gram of protein sometimes zero grams of protein right. Um, and if this is a regular part of your diet, um, I, I really recommend that you're having the nutrient-rich ones, at least 7 grams of protein, and a fortified one with calcium and vitamin D. So that it's really kind of taking the place of, of it's replacing dairy products and not just like something that tastes good. You know, that's really interesting uh, because I think a lot of people don't realize that um, these milk products, alternatives or plant-based milk alternatives do not have are not being fortified with the vitamin d and the calcium and may not have b12 in it either and soy milk which was the number one replacer forever had all these things added so if you want to compare a plant-based uh beverage you ought to compare it to soy you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, if, you, if you're not going to have the soy, then you want you want the oatmeal, or whatever. Make sure that it's nutritionally equivalent to, to the soy milk when you do, pro, you know, product comparison here. So you're getting the calcium, the vitamin D, and the B12. But what about the sh- the added sugar? Aren't some of these um, plant-based milks got a, a added sugar to them? They do. I always drink the one. I always look for one that has no added sugar. I like the plain variety. And I get fortified. I look for fortified. I want to make sure I'm getting calcium and vitamin D in mind because I take a B12 supplement. Um, but you, you're right. They can hide a lot of sugar. Right. So especially in these flavored ones. <clears throat> um, so that's something that you'd want to check. Read the label and see. And, you know, soy milk is the most nutrient-rich one. But you're, we're seeing more blended ones now. So even ones that are almond, now they're adding other other ingredients to make the protein go up. So if you don't like soy milk, you can look for other but other ones that are more um, nutrient-rich, but you just have to do a little homework, read the labels. Find, I always recommend you find one that you really like. You've read the label, you've 
got it picked out, and then you just automatically get that every time you go to the store, and you don't have to read the label over again. This is a regular part of your diet. Right, right. Okay, good. So you find one you like that that's comparable to the soy or dairy milk, and then you mm-hmm. just you know keep on doing. It, have to worry about that. That's a great idea. And you know, you you talked about the B twelve supplement. Should you if you if you're going to be a vegetarian, should you take a, a multivitamin mineral supplement every day? What do you think? Well, it's a, it's kind of interesting because studies show that vegetarians and vegans that eat a healthy diet are actually over, you know, they get more than the, the RDA of many vitamins and minerals. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine all the fruits and vegetables they're eating? So some things they're getting a lot of. So a multivitamin has everything in it. So sometimes I'd rather people supplement just what they're missing, you know. Right. For example, the B12, um, if you know, I mean, vegetarians typically get a lot of calcium. Mm-hmm. If they're getting vitamin D in their soy milk, um, you know, a lot of these nutrients, they're, it's, it's really not so much of a concern. I, um, so but I, sometimes people find it easy just to take the multivitamin mm-hmm. and mineral and then it's kind of like an insurance right. uh, program. So I kind of work with people to see, see how they prefer doing it. Right, and but prob- it is interesting. Right, it probably should be less than a, a, no more than one hundred percent of the daily value. But I always say before you take a supplement, you know, sit, sit, well, if you're going to be a vegetarian, like we started out, sit down with a registered dietitian so they can map this all out for you, and then we can see uh, what what you may need. But I like your idea of just. It, it be uh, just taking spot supplements because you know the vitamin B12 may be low, but you're right. If you're eating a great vegetarian diet, you're going to be better than Joe and Josephine on the street that is eating you know a, a, a mm-hmm. diet that has animal products typically because there's all the wonderful plant foods that are on there. So tell mm-hmm. me about being a vegetarian in college. Were you a vegetarian when you were in college? I was raised uh, in a vegetarian home. I was. We were not 100% vegetarian. We were probably 95% vegetarian. No so I was kidding. raised in that. Yeah. So I was vegetarian in college. And actually, I went to school at Loma Linda University. And I don't know if you're familiar with that school. I studied nutrition there. But it's a, it's a, been a meat-free campus for, you know, for decades. Oh, my goodness. And it's where the blue zones are. The Loma Linda is where the blue zones uh, is. The, the one blue zones in the United States. Uh, which is the blue zones is the is our locations around the world where people live the longest and the only one in the United States is Loma Linda and they eat there the high rate of vegetarianism in that community well that is so interesting so I bet they have some phenomenal restaurants in that place they do I mean this was old-school vegetarian classic vegetarian and I just grew up in this environment and never really realized how special it was until I graduated um, and started working and realizing, like, how, you know, I mean, there were just all these really classic recipes that were just old-fashioned comfort food. And we just took it for granted, and it was such a healthy way of living. That is so interesting. I'm going to put that on my um, bucket list of places I'm going to have to go visit. That is that is fascinating. So what about in, in, in today's college student? Do you think, you know, it's, it's, they can do it on campus? Yeah, I think it's getting easier. And I do see, I'm sure you see this too, more and more college students, young people are interested in plant-based diet, vegetarianism, um, different types of plant-based diets. I think they're interested in sustainability. 
you know, because there are benefits for sustainability for these diet patterns, they're interested in health, all these things. So um, I'm finding that it's easier and easier in colleges, and a lot of the dining services are providing options, um, you know, so it's getting easier. And you can even, t- a lot of uh, schools, you, you can talk to them about your diet preferences, and they're really eager to work with you. Sure, sure. I mean, I know, I, I've seen our campus here, and it's fabulous. You can do, you can be any one of these vegetarians um, and, and and be quite happy if the, the food is, is so wonderful. I was also reading that you can actually Google colleges that are vegetarian friendly. You know, this podcast is not only for college students and those who know college students, but who may become a college student soon. So that's kind of interesting to Google and see, like, who's the most uh, uh, vegetarian friendly? I know where the one is now in California, thanks to you, but um, there, <laughs> there is, um, I think that's really, really interesting. And what are some terrific uh, vegetarian resources that are on the internet that students or anybody who wants to know more information about this, where can they go to besides your fabulous uh, website, which we're going to put that uh, up on the spot on Facebook page, but what other resources are available? Yeah, I mean, as you just mentioned, I have a lot of great stuff on my website at SharonPalmer.com, and it's all free and downloadable. And then one of my other ones that I recommend is Old Ways, which mm. you're familiar with because yes. they're located in Boston. <clears throat> and they have amazing programs. One of their programs is called the Vegetarian Network, mm. the Old Ways Vegetarian Network. And they have this beautiful vegetarian diet pyramid. And you can download it, print it out, and put it on your refrigerator. But it just it really shows you how to plan a healthy vegetarian diet, like how, how much of your diet should be grains, you know, how much should be fruits and vegetables, that kind of thing. Um, and then another one of my favorite resources is called the Vegetarian Resource Group. Okay. And this is uh, easy to find online. They have tons of um, meal plan, very science-based um, nutrition information. And then finally, um, you know, we're members of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the organization that uh, for dietitians. And they have a group called the Vegetarian Nutrition Dietetic Practice Group. Mm. And they, they are the group of professional vegetarian dietitians. They're experts in this field. You can find they have a directory. So if you ever wanted to sit down with one of these dietitians in your area, they could sit down with you and make an appointment. Sometimes just one appointment is all you really need to help plan a diet, right? Mm-hmm. And they also have, like, consumer resources, like handouts you can download. So those are my favorite resources. Okay. Well, we are clearly putting a link for that on all of these up there on the on the spot on Facebook page because this is great. And, the, and, again, all three that Sharon Palmer here um, mentioned are all science-based, and these are all credible practitioners here. So what you get from them is the real deal. So we'll clearly put them up because as we all know, not everything you pull down from the internet is accurate. And these, these that you mentioned are the, the superstars. So we'll get them up there. So Sharon, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great about this vegetarian. I'm just going to looking at my list here. I think I'm pretty doing a pretty good job that, you know, I bet I'm a, some kind of a vegetarian at least six days out of the week. I bet, you know, with the, tuna mm-hmm. sa- with the tuna sandwiches, right? Yeah, at least. So I'm feeling good about this, and I think this information was absolutely spot on and really, really good, and we're going to link to your uh, website. And let me tell you something. This website, there are so many things on this website that it's going to take you a day to get through it. There's, like, recipes and all kind of fun stuff. And um, 
Sharon, you, you know, you have 170,000 followers, but I think you're going to have a few more after this podcast airs. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That would be great. I'd love to have more people that I can work with and help eat a healthy plant-based diet. That's good. So Sharon Palmer, we're going to uh, send you to her website. She's the plant powered dietitian and you just gave us some fabulous information about vegetarianism that um, uh, a good incentive for us to follow why we should do it and maybe some uh, things you may want to think about so thanks again Sharon Palmer thank you for listening to spot on I am your host Dr. Joan Salji Blake Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Joan Salji Blake. Please subscribe to Spot On through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcasts. Also, visit our Facebook page to join the conversation and tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?